Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. Welcome to episode 40. Today, I'm going to be talking about my favorite running films. They're probably different than yours, or maybe they're the same. We probably have a few films that are the same, and I know there'll be some differences. And in the end, I'll let you know how you can get a hold of me and let me know your favorites. And I'll also give you some of the Martha Runs the World listener favorites who told me what their favorites were. But first, our disclaimer. You are listening to a fitness and running podcast. I'm a certified personal trainer and lifelong back-of-the-pack runner. All opinions expressed are just that, opinions. Feel free to disagree, and especially today when it comes to movies, because everyone has a different opinion. That's why they make so many, right? Okay. I whittle it down to 10 movies. There are lots and lots of running movies out there and movies that have running in them. I tried to focus on money on, on monies on running movies that or movies that had running as one of the main themes. Maybe it was really wasn't the plot of the movie, but it was one of the vehicles that accelerated the plot. Like some of the movies, especially fictional movies, will use running as an accelerant to move the theme of the movie along and you'll see what I mean when I start talking about movies and usually movies have formulas that they follow every movie has a formulas that follows especially Hollywood movies they're very formulaic I would say all fiction most fictional movies especially the fictional movies on this list except one does that okay I'm going to start at the bottom with number 10 and my 10th favorite running movie is Britney Runs a Marathon. And I have to confess, I wasn't going to see this movie. I don't really like lighthearted comedies, especially what they call quote unquote chick flicks. It's not my thing. And I was going to avoid it at all costs because, oh, those kind of girly movies I'm not just not into. Well, I was really, really surprised and pleasantly so that, I, that this movie was a lot more than just a silly little comedy. It wasn't as funny as I thought it was would be, which I appreciated. And it had a lot more meaning than I thought it would be, which I'm very, very happy about. It's actually based on a real story where the director and writer of the movie, a Paul Downs, it's about his ex-roommate, Brittany, who was a party girl, and she decided that she wanted to clean up her life and run the New York Marathon. So it's about her evolution into a more substantial and meaningful person and it's really a good movie yeah there are funny moments but there's a lot of depth to this movie and i don't think the ads did it justice they made it seem like a really silly little lighthearted movie and it really isn't there's a lot more to it and i think they do that a lot to movies and i i really wish they didn't but I really wish Hollywood would Hollywood wouldn't do a lot of things, but okay, that's besides the point. But it's a really good movie, and it's on Amazon Films, so I'm sure it'll be on, available on Amazon Prime pretty soon. So you can stay tuned for that. Number nine is another 
fiction based on reality film, and this is the movie McFarland. And I really like this movie. It's with Kevin Costner. It's a Disney movie, so it's a little schmaltzy. That's a thing that I don't like about Disney is that they turn everything into sappiness. So that's why it's down towards the bottom at number nine. But Kevin, I like Kevin Costner, and he portrays Coach Jim White, who was a real-life coach who moved to this little bitty town in the San Joaquin Valley of California where the farm workers live, and he dealt with trying to develop a new cross-country team in the little town of McFarland, and he and his family have to try to learn how to live and get along with the people in the town and deal with the problems that the farm workers have. And it's a really great movie about that. It shows the side. The only problem I had with it was there's this one scene where he goes to apply for a job in Palo Alto and he talks to his wife saying, once I get this big job, we can move there and get and get a big house in Palo Alto. Yeah, no, you'll never, ever get a big house in Palo Alto on a high school coaching job. No, not happening. Never, never, and ever. Not unless they're paying you millions of dollars. It's <laughs> just not going to happen. Other than that, it's a great movie and worth watching. There's a lot of, and don't turn it off near the end either. It's very cool. And again, it's based on a true story. So it's a lot of fun to watch. And I, I highly recommend it. Number eight is Billy Yang's The Why. Billy Yang is a filmmaker who specializes in ultra-running documentaries. And he's done a lot of different documentaries about different runners. He's done films about Ann Trayson, Billy Olson, the UTMB, Western States, Lake Sonoma 50, all kinds of different movies. He's a very, very good great filmmaker. And what I like about this is that this is about his own race of the Leadville 100. And it follows him along the whole course. It's about 30 minutes long, so it's it's short, but it's very powerful. And it follows him along his problems and his excitement and energy. And he asks, why do people run 100 miles? And he has a lot of ultra runner elites in it. It describing why they do it and it's a very good little documentary and it's very worthwhile beautiful scenery of course i really like the honesty the brutal honesty that billy has in this film so it's very worthwhile it's called the why and there's a particularly great scene where they show his crew rolling out his very painful hamstring cramps <laughs> it's it's very very good and even for just that scene it's it's worthwhile and seven is probably the most different film of all of them. It's number seven as The Loneliness of a Long Distance Runner. And this black and white film came out in 1962. It's British. And it's basically in the French film noir style. It doesn't follow the formulaic Hollywood style. It's about an antihero, and it's one of the first antiheroes to, to come out in major cinema. It's about this Tom Courtenay plays this antihero, Colin Smith, and it's in working class England where basically nobody has any future or any hopes of a future where you stay in working class and you, you're born in working class, you live there and you die there. You have no hope of a future. Nothing's going to change. And yet this is the early 60s. So 
the teens and the youth are thinking that they don't like this, so they're rebelling against it, so they're questioning everything of the past generations. So it shows him as an unhappy youth and going to this the school for wayward boys and him and his other schoolmates questioning everything. And even within this rebelliousness, he finds joy in cross-country running. The best scenes, in my opinion, are the scenes of him just running out in the fields and actually smiling. It's the only time in the film almost where he smiles and he finds this peace and solace within the run. And I love that because it reminds me of sometimes how our lives are just so so stressful and everyone is asking us to do things and pushing us in all these directions and maybe we argued with our friends or our family or our landlord or our banks or whatever or the person waiting in line in front of us or something like that at the grocery store and yet we go on a run and it all just melts away our problems don't go away but at least we have this time where we can just ah just relax and it's our time and nobody bothers us it's a good film you're not going to feel happy afterwards it's not going to make you feel joy but it's a very different kind of film so just look at it like a different experience and look at it almost like a piece of art it's quite unique think of the time that it was made in the early 60s where everything was changing and people were questioning their place in this world it's a brilliant movie actually i really like it so that's why it's number seven number six is a documentary called solstice and it came out in 2008 for some reason 2008 was a big movie for running documentaries a lot of movies came out in that year and this is directed by andy hoffman and it's about ashley Lindsay's first time running western states and back in 2008, back at that era, you didn't even have to run 100 miles to get into Western States. You could do a 50-miler to get in, and apparently not that many people were trying to get in, or not as many. Now it's like only 2% of people who qualify get into Western States. 2%. <laughs> back then it was a lot easier. So Ashley ran the Headlands 150 Miler, and she got into Western States with that qualification. That's not an easy race at all. But she got in with that. So she hadn't run 100 miles before. So this was her first 100 miler. It's a beautiful film. It's beautifully photographed. The scenery is just incredible. So if you want to watch it just for the scenery and the music and her, her journey to get her first in Western States is just, it, it's just a great film. She's not a speed demon. She's just like you or me. And her family is there. She's got kids. She's got a whole nother life. And she just wants to do this one run. So it's really a great look at how a normal person got into Western States and just doing it. I really like it. And the fact that she also has a genetic birth defect that makes it that much harder for her. It just makes you like her that much more and cheer for her that much more. I, I love this film. Okay, now number five is one of my favorites on the list, and this is in 2007. It's called Spirit of the Marathon. It's directed by John Dunham. He beautifully interweaves the stories of multiple runners as they prepare for the 2005 Chicago Marathon. Now this one has, I mean, there's all kinds of runners in this. There's first time marathoners, 
there's runners who do it every year, and then there's a couple pros. One of the pros is Dina Castor, and she's a, just a great runner. I, I really have always appreciated her. And we followed their journeys, their individual journeys, along with the history of the marathon. They actually intersperse clips of the marathon, how it started in Greece, and how they got the name, and how it got to 26.2, and all that fun stuff intertwined into their stories. And it's so well-directed and edited. It must have taken forever to edit this film because it's so beautiful. It's so smooth. It doesn't miss a, a beat at all. It's so good. Some of the runners have great highs. Some other ones have lows. There are injuries. There's drama. It's just great. I love it. I mean, if you're into doing great big races, I mean, I wasn't one time, but if you're into the giant races, this is really a, a fun one to watch because this will really excite you. And I like watching big races. I don't want to do them anymore at all, but I like watching it. I like watching all those people from my house <laughs> or my apartment. <laughs> I don't ever want to run them anymore. It just gives me claustrophobia thinking of it. But if you're into it, this is a really, really cool movie to watch. The next one is an, uh, also about marathons. It's called Run For Your Life, and it came out in 2008. And it's about the start of the New York Marathon and Fred Lebeau, or Lebo, depending on who you talk to. And this is Judd Ehrlich directed it. It is about the life of Fischl Lebowitz, is his real name. And he immigrated here with his parents from Eastern Europe, Romania. He says, few things in life match the thrill of a marathon. He was actually a, R a Romanian businessman, and he wanted to do something big, so he started the New York Marathon, and it used to be just in the park, and he did it in the park, and it didn't get any kind of publicity or recognition at all, and then he wanted to go big. So somehow he got it to go out to all the five boroughs, and then it got the recognition. And because he was such a schmoozer and a good talker, that he got everybody in, in the city involved. The history, the film clips in this movie are just spectacular. It is available on Amazon Prime. And what I'll do on the website is I'll have every way that you can watch these, these movies online if you can. A couple of them you can't right now. There's one that's not available at all. Hopefully it will be. But uh, some of them you have to pay for, so I'll put that in there as well, and how you can watch them. But this one you have to pay for, and it's worth it. I mean, it's $2.99 on Amazon Prime. It shows how much things have changed in New York up to 2006, I believe, is when this was filmed. So it's a little dated, but it's really interesting how much things changed from when LeBeau started the marathon up to 2006. So it's fascinating, especially if you're really into running history. All right, we're almost at the top three here. Chariots of Fire. Okay, Chariots of Fire is number three. That's a film from 1981. British film, and it was directed by Hugh Hudson. And this is just a ma magnificent, beautiful film. And, I, and it's one of those that I think all of us have seen. And if you haven't seen, take the time. It's a little long. It's like three hours. But it's gorgeous. And the, the soundtrack is amazing. Of course, the soundtrack comes in the first thing you see, you know, with the guys running down the beach. 
it's just magnificent and it's brilliant. It comes into play some of the history of World War II and what things were like in Britain, the anti-Semitism, and how it's overcome for one's own religious beliefs and friendship and all those. The running is secondary. Of course, it's not really about running. It's about deeper meanings, obviously, but it's just magnificent, and you keep thinking of the the soundtrack. (laughs) And number two, the Barkley Marathons, the race that eats its young. And sorry, I have to look at my notes because I can remember a lot of things off the top of my head, but top of my head, but a lot of things I have to look at notes for. Best the first and the best of the Barkley films. Okay, this came out. When did this come out? This came out. I'm sorry. Oh, I have the, my notes here. Okay, this came out in. Oh my goodness. 2014, it stars Lazarus Lake, as he calls himself. (laughs) And this was directed by Annika Iltis and Timothy James Kane. It really shows the race, and it shows all the drama and the toughness of the race, and it shows everything about the race. It's a brilliant movie, and it if you haven't seen it, you have to see it. it. It really tells you how brilliant Laz is, what an intense race it is. And what it is, is it takes place in this park, in Frozen Head Park in Tennessee, and it's based on the, the prison escape of James Earl Ray. <laughs> and you have to watch the movie if you haven't seen it. And, it, and if you have, I'm not going to repeat it all because you know what I'm talking about. My favorite running movie is the one I've only seen once and I saw just recently. And it's funny because I don't go to the movie theaters at all. I don't like going to the movie theaters. There's a lot of reasons for it. It Just people who go to movie theaters don't seem to act well in public. I won't even get into the, the things that I saw when I went to the theater to see this movie, this documentary, I guess. It just... People just don't know how to act in public who go to the theaters. I don't go very often. The crowd that did see this documentary were well-behaved, but they were they're runners, so of course they're, they're better behaved than the normal theater crowd. Anyway, this movie is not available yet. Hopefully it will be. It's an amazing movie, and it made me cry. I don't cry. I'm not a crier, but I think I cried throughout half of it. It's so intense and so emotional and so moving. It's Skid Row Marathon. It's just the best documentary on running I've ever seen. And really, running is, is again, running is the vehicle that's used to propel the story. It's a documentary about Los Angeles Superior Court Judge Craig Mitchell. He's a runner. He's been a runner for a long time. And he started this program at the mission in the Skid Row of L.A. to get homeless people to run with him. Now, they have to be clean and sober to be in the mission. The mission is this homeless center where they provide them shelter and food and and help get them back on their feet to get jobs and to get back in society. To be in the mission, you have to be clean and sober. If you relapse, you're not welcome back. And to be in, you know, to run with him, he invites anyone to run with him. They don't have to be at the mission, but he invites them to run. And he's very forgiving. 
he wants them, you know, he wants them to have a better life. Anyway, what he does with this regular running group, if they run with him, he takes them somewhere in the world to do a marathon anywhere in the world. So they choose a city and then they plan, then they, they do their training to work up to a marathon. And it's just incredible how many lives he's changed and how far down these people were and how they were lifted up by running. It just, it, it's very emotional and it shows that even if you're far down and out, you can get back up. If you have the will to get back up, you can. And he's just an incredible person. No, we can't change everybody. And no, you can't do it all at once. But one person can change a few people around them. It's not available now, but I hope it will be available because this movie should be seen by the world. The world should see this. So those are my top 10. There are some others that didn't make it that I liked, but just couldn't make it. Finding Traction, Desert Runners. Um, what else did I put? There were some other ones. Um, the Hard Way, The Long Green Line. These are Ure 100. These are really good movies. They just weren't in the top ones there. There is one particular movie that has running in it that non-runners always tell me. I was telling my non-running friends I was making this episode, and they brought it up. And I don't like this movie, so if you're a big fan of Tom Hanks, sorry. I just couldn't stand Forrest Gump. It's I just don't like that movie. His accent I can't stand. It's just so, so schmaltzy. Oh, gosh, I can't stand that movie. So... So if you're a big Forrest Gump fan, sorry, I'm not. <laughs> I just put it out there. <laughs> I'll always be honest with you. I'll always tell you my opinions. That is my list. And I'm going to tell you some of the um, some of my listeners who liked. Uh, Rob likes Cliffy. That's his favorite. Dennis likes On the Edge with Bruce Dern. And I remember that movie. All right. Sorry, I just had to move a few things here. Big stack of stuff. Uh, Larry likes Without Limits, Runners High, and Running the Sahara. And I, you know, I, I went to find some of these movies and I couldn't find them. A lot of them are not available. So it's going to be hard to watch some of these because they're just not available anywhere. Chris likes See How She Runs with Joanne Woodward. And that's another one I w tried to find and I couldn't find it. As a matter of fact, Chris said that the, that movie was the one who motivated her to start running. Eric watches Run, Fat Boy, Run before every race. Another one I wanted to watch, but I couldn't. And Jim likes The Hard Way. And I did manage to find that. And I'll put the link up for The Hard Way because that's a good one. It just didn't make my top 10. And maybe 11 12, <laughs> another Desert Runners is another one I liked. Again, it just didn't make my top 10. There's a ton of them out there. I suggest if you want to be motivated, watch a movie with running in it. Maybe not long distance, Loneliness of Long Distance Runner. That's a movie to, for art to, to want to watch, but it may not inspire you. <laughs> oh, well. So if you have a favorite running movie, you can leave me an email. Martha runs the world at gmail.com. Check out the website, martha runs the world.com. 
and our Facebook group of the same name. If you are so inspired to donate, you, there's a Patreon button on the website. So $1 a month, $2 a month, $3 a month. And that also gets you extra episodes. Next week is Halloween. Is it next week? Yeah, next week is Halloween, right? Yeah, next week is Halloween, and I'm going to have a special Halloween episode for you. So stay tuned for that. Thank you very, very much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. Now, let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a ride.